Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What is good? What is good? It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, also brought to you by Chase with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman on the ESPN app series, X and Channel 80, and ESPN2. So how much longer will Kevin Durant's address be that close to the Seaport by Pier 17? If Kevin Durant has his way, not much longer. Letting the Brooklyn Nets know, hey, you got to move on from Steve Nash's coach and Sean Marks' general manager. That's the only way I'm going to stay. Now, back in April, check out what Kevin Durant had to say about how he felt about Steve Nash and what he was doing as a head coach. I think he's done a great job. I mean, the last two years, he's been dealt a wild hand, you know, injuries, trades, disgruntled players, like guys in and out the lineup, uh, you know, stuff that he can't control. And I felt like, you know, he handled it as best as he could. So, Jay, well, that was back then. I'm so confused, Freddie. Welcome to my world. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so what does he really want? I don't know. That's a great question. It's <laughs> a great question. I, is it to play with Kyrie? Is it not to play with Kyrie for long term? Is it Sean Marks and, you know, Steve Nash gone? I, 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 I'm, I'm really confused. Key, do you have any insight? <laughs> no, I don't. You wouldn't be the one having the insight. All I could do is go off of what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, and what little bit I get from people that I do know. Um, I understand what he said about Steve Nash several months ago and, at the end of the season and all those sort of things. I get that, but he is entitled to change his mind on this thought process because these things continue to evolve over time as you continue to go. I don't have a problem with Kevin Durant at all asking for a trade publicly or whatever the case is. If you you fire Steve Nash and and Sean Marks, then maybe I'll stay. The problem is is the owner, Josiah, has to make a decision. And his decision is, if I fire the two individuals that – was requested to be fired. Now what do I do with Kevin Durant? Is he going to come back or is he going to still want me to trade him? On top of that, I have a duty and an obligation for the rest of the owners in the NBA to not just serve up to a player whatever a player wants. I understand that players in the NBA, stars, superstars like Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Magic Johnson of the past, they can get coaches fired head coaches but when you start talking about head coaches and general managers together that's a bit much because Mm -hmm. what if it doesn't work out what if you don't ultimately win a championship in those four years that you still got Kevin Durant there you're just a mediocre basketball team or just slightly above now what do you do and if you the Joe side what I would say is you need to grant Kevin Durant his wishes and move him because if you set this precedent for the rest of the NBA owners, that may not be a good thing because every time a star player decides that he wants the general manager and the head coach gone, then owners are going to be up against it. So it's a, there's a lot of thinking to be done. <laughs> Freddie, key, key. I love mucky negotiations. I love it when it gets in the trenches and it gets awkward mm-hmm. and it gets emotional. Right. And that's where I remove myself away from all that and I look at it objectively. Hell no, am I just going to grant you to force my hand in this trade? Hell no. And you talk about setting a precedent. I'm going to set the precedent the other way, is that this is my franchise, and that until I get equivalent value in assets returned for you, KD, I cannot move you, man. 
I cannot move you. Now, if you want to go to the season, September 26th is the start of training camp. If you want to go to that point where it's an inflection point and not play, then we're going to have to deal with that. We're going to have to bring in the commissioner, Adam Silver. It's going to get really mucky. It's going to get really ugly. But if I'm Joe Sy, I'm just not moving heaven and earth for Kevin Durant. I've done that before. Yeah. I've done has, that. And it hasn't worked. And it hasn't worked. So I'm looking at this saying, okay, there might be, if you're, if you're willing to meet me, there might be some wiggle room with Steve Nash here. There might be. Sean Marks, no way. But might be with Steve Nash. Maybe we can figure that out. Maybe. But I'm not going to allow you just to change up everything. And but I've seen Daryl Morey and Ben Simmons go through this for most of the year. We're going to wait it out until we get equal value yeah, but, in return, but, Key. But, but it, that, those are two different situations, as you know, Jay. I understand. Ben Simmons, ben Simmons situation is totally different I understand. than Kevin Durant's. And – I understand where you're coming from, waiting it out, but you as an owner is doing a disservice to the community of Brooklyn and the Nets fans. No, I'm not. You you would be doing a, a disservice to no. them no, by trying to sit on him and tell him he has to either play <clears throat> play or sit and you, you, you want to waste your career for the next four years. What if? And I know it won't happen, but what if Kevin Durant said, I don't care? And now – you putting out there a unit on the floor where you ain't winning no games trying to be spiteful in this situation opposed to moving on from a guy that doesn't want to be there. You can't force him to play for Steve Nash and be around Sean Marks as a general manager. Even though even though Kevin Durant, I'm assuming, this is only rumors, I guess, had sign-off and final say on the Steve Nash hiring. As I said to you before, Jay, you can always return something that you buy. And I think in this situation, Steve Nash, Kevin Durant is looking to return. But you also can't be Josiah and just cave in to firing a coach and a general manager to keep a player. You may be able to fire the coach. We've seen that happen before in the past where star players have had coaches fired and they went on to win championships. But both, that's really hard to do. Keith, so much of this conversation has to do with how, how stories are framed, right? So uh, force you, you're the one, you, operative word, force. You've had a hand in how we've gotten here. I'm not forcing you to do I'm, uh, I'm, I'm making you look in the mirror and having some accountability for what you helped create it, number one. Number two, you talk about disservice to the fan base. I'm actually doing a service to the fan base because what I'm saying to my fan base is if I have the best player in the world, I'm not going to take – less and have a team literally run over me because now if I'm the Toronto Raptors, I can sit there and say, well, I'm not going to give you Scotty Barnes. Your hand is going to be forced. You have to be the, the, the first trade I gave you with Pascal Siakam and draft picks, all this, whatever it is, that's what you have to take. Or if you're the Celtics, Jalen Brown and Derek White, that's where it is. I'm not going to give you Marcus Smart because now like, you're going to end up losing and it's still, I'm not going to lose on that, Key. That's doing a disservice to the fans. I understand your point of value, Jay. But that value was diminished months ago. But it's not. Months ago. You no, know, the value was diminished months ago. Once, once it became a public situation, at that point in time, everyone knows the pulse of Kevin Durant. People think, oh, well, so he let, loves basketball me, to the point where he won't do this. You don't let, know that. Let me ask you this question. Because, like, you know, if, if we both owned our own teams mm-hmm. and we talk a lot about things from the player perspective, I'm curious, Keith. Would you be a team? Would you trade for Kevin Durant? Like, if you were the Boston Celtics, I'm asking if you were running the Boston Celtics. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, so let me ask you this, Key. You ready for this? Follow me. You tell me why you think it would be different. 
if there is drama following KD and OKC, can can we agree on that? I mean, I, I, yeah, we could agree okay. on that. Was the there end. drama following KD in Golden State, even though it led to championships? I think that okay, okay. So here, here's yeah, what on, I would let say. Me, oh, Wait, let me. No, hold on. You let me give you my answer. Okay. <laughs> you never let me give you okay. the answer. All right. <laughs> what I would say is, the drama at OKC was between him and his teammate in Westbrook. So he decided he couldn't win with Westbrook. He moved on. Okay. The drama at the drama in Golden State was a carryover. This is just me was a carryover, the way I'm evaluating it as an owner, yep. was a carryover from the fallout at OKC, helped fueled by the media, which then caught fire in Golden State. Now, go ahead. Okay. So, we agree that there is drama in both places. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where is there drama in Brooklyn? Yes. So, I, if there's drama in one, two, three places – what would make you think there isn't going to be drama in the next place? Yeah, but that doesn't. But that doesn't mean that I don't want him. Yeah, I, but but here here's the follow. I'm question. okay I, with I, that I, drama. Here's the follow question, because in Golden State, when even though there was drama, you had two superstars that had no drama, and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. So whatever team that he goes to next. Do you have the stars that regardless of whatever comes along with KD, it's been consistent in his career. It can minimize that. Do you want to do that to Jason Tatum? Here, a young what, star here, in this league? I, here's what I, don't I would know. say. I don't think here's so. Here's what I, I would, but here's what I would say. That drama that has followed KD around all started when he left OKC. Because at OKC, it wasn't – the drama to the end. And then it just followed him and carried him. And the drama in Brooklyn, it's uh, it had more to do with Kyrie not being there and then James Harden not wanting to be there because of Kyrie's absence. And all of a sudden, KD got caught up in the middle of it and said, I can't deal with this anymore. It's too much pressure. If I'm a team and I'm willing to go trade for him because, again, as you said, most dominant one-two player in the whole world right, one-two in the whole world, you wouldn't want that? Because I would argue with you if we had time that <laughs> a lot of drama followed LeBron James at every spot he's ever been at. Oh, but uh, LeBron but, James guess impacts. guess what? I, I, he's I, winning championships doing I will, it. I will never compare LeBron James to KD. LeBron James impacts a franchise in no, a I'm drastically about, different I'm way. No, I'm they, comparing the drama I'm talking about leadership. Effect. I'm talking about all of it. Communication. Yeah, but that's not what it. you said. You I, said I drama. But, 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 that, but I'm, I'm saying there's there are different kinds. All I'm saying to you, Key, is I, I get what Kevin Durant, the value is. I, I understand that. But – the value for the trade assets in return now, I like that. I like it for I like it for Pascal Siakam and some picks. I like it for Jalen Brown and some picks. But I don't like it if you're asking me to give up Marcus Smart and the culture of my team. I need my culture to handle that that comes along with KD. In 20 minutes, we'll continue this discussion, and we'll try to get to the answer. Is KD, despite his talent, worth all that drama? We'll do that in 20 minutes here. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie Coleman, Infamax Kellerman on ESPN Radio. And we're going to get to the hot knot next when it comes to that Matthew Stafford elbow with the Los Angeles Rams. That's after my man Jay has this from Omega County. <sighs> Prepare yourself. This is a long read. Here we go. Take a deep breath. <gasps> is your small or medium-sized business still recovering from the pandemic? Let Omega Accounting Solutions help. 
I want to tell you how Omega can help your business get a $26,000 refund for each employee with Employee Retention Credit, or ERC. This powerful tax credit is based on the wages and health care costs you paid employees during the pandemic. That's right. This is money you already paid the government, and you can get back just for keeping your employees working during the pandemic. Call Omega at 800-704-2000 or visit omegataxcredits.com and fill out the form for a free consultation. Omega is a BBB partner with 15 years experience navigating tax incentives. They have recovered over $300 million in cash ERC refunds for customers in the last six months alone. From restaurants to solar companies, your business could be next. Get started now by calling Omega at 800-704-2000 or go to omegataxcredits.com for a free consultation before the government's filing window closes. And this refund is gone before good. Yeah. yeah. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Not news or not news brought by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN2. Always great to bring in Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Hit him on Twitter at Dan Graziano ESPN for a little hot news or not news. Matthew Stafford continues to deal with an elbow injury to the Rams. Dano, is this hot news or not news? How can it not be hot news? Is 
the quarterback's arm hurts when he throws the ball. Like, that is not good on any level ever in, in football history, unless it's the other arm, which in this case it's not. I mean, think about, like, you're getting the scouting report on Stafford. Like, elite arm talent, leadership, he's a proven winner, he's played hurt. Well, what are the drawbacks? His arm hurts when he throws the ball. That's really bad. Look, and, and, and there was stories Saturday about how good he looked throwing the ball. Great. They were off Sunday. They practiced again yesterday. He didn't throw. There's something going on there, and they're going to tell us it's fine, but I have been covering sports long enough to know that you never downplay the injury just because the team wants you to. See, it's not news to me, and oh, part of on. that is because of what Dan just said. He's been covering it for a very long time, and you never pay attention to what the team is saying. I understand that having played and been in that locker room and understand how they manipulate things. It's not that big of a deal. They're resting him up. It's Sean McVay. It's the Rams. You know how they do things, Dan. They play coy to everything. He rests up his veteran players. They don't even play in the preseason. That's why it's not that big of a news to me because he had offseason surgery. He's recovering from it. He'll be fine when the regular season starts. He, he, he had it fixed. He had an offseason to rest. And his arm still hurts, hurts when he throws the ball. Like, they've done everything they could. They're a month away from the season now, and he's still not throwing every day in practice. That's yeah. not nothing. I, yeah, I just, but I don't want him to throw every day in practice. I don't need to see him throw every – I want him to rest up as much as he can. New receivers. I don't know. I would like my quarterback to be able to throw. I don't know. I'm old school. I, I just feel like this is hot news just for the fact that this, this team won the Super Bowl. Everybody's focused on him. He's a quarterback that got them over the hump. Anytime we're talking about that QB, that's hot news. Easy. Okay. Speaking of quarterbacks, the NFL says that Aaron Rodgers' use, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, is not a drug violation. <laughs> ayahuasca. Thank you. Ayahuasca. There we go. It could be Hiawatha for all I know, but ayahuasca. ayahuasca. Sure. Dan, is this hot news or not news? It's not news. It's not news. Why, why, Amen. I mean, why are we doing I mean, like, it's just everything Aaron Rodgers says is news. Like, this guy, I, I, I got... I got nothing. I, I'm done. I'm done with. I'm, done. I'm just done with Aaron Rodgers. Other than watching him play football, I just I don't care what else is going on in his life anymore. I told y'all a long time ago. I'm not talking about this dude again. Man. There you go. Key and I agree on this. <laughs> you, you guys don't want to talk about the the slow motion uh, video of him walking uh, into yeah, the facility. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to. Yeah. How narcissistic was that? You want to talk about ayahuasca? Yeah. Not news. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, like some of the quotes about this were like he's learned to love himself. Did anyone think that was the problem? <laughs> that Aaron didn't love himself enough? Like, I, I, I never I, heard I, that. Dan, I might As go try that because I need to learn to love myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Jets fear that Makai Becton, their right tackle, Dan, could miss significant time. Is this hot news or not news? It's hot news. I mean, they have a young quarterback they're trying to get right. Look, this is an important player. Even though they're moving him over to right tackle, the thought was he was going to be that was going to be a really good spot for him. Uh, he came into camp in a lot better shape than he was for most of the offseason, from what I understand. So you know, if he's out for a while, which it looks like he, he, he probably will be with this knee problem, it, it's hot news, it's bad news for the Jets. Yeah, it is hot news and very bad news for the Jets. Just like Dan said, I could just echo all of that. You're trying to build this offensive line, a young nucleus along the front, skill position players you drafted. You feel like this team could potentially be something down the line in the future. You drafted him with your first pick a year ago. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to miss time for the second time in a row in two years. That's a lot. Hot news for the reasons you both said and also for Zach Wilson. You're sitting there second yeah. year. Yeah. Okay, what kind of protection do I have? Yep. I need time in the pocket. If you can't get that, it's going to be problems again. 
A little hot news and not news of Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. And Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Is it hot news or not news when it comes to, as I'm looking for it, sorry about that, fellas. Is it hot news or not news, Dan, when it comes to Jordan Love making a start for the Packers against the 49ers? We're doing two Packer quarterback questions and hot news, not news. I, like, like, you can on. blame me. It's on me. You not news. Me. I mean, look, they, Jordan Love needs the reps so they can, so they can shop him. Uh, it's, not, it's not news. Yeah, not news. He's got to play. He's got to do something. He's a backup quarterback. You got to get him out there just to get the feel for a real live game. I mean, absolutely, he should play every snap of every damn preseason game. I'm not even looking at a number three quarterback. Yep, not news. Just trade value. Try to get it up as much as possible. Okay. Josh McDaniel says the Las Vegas Raiders have no desire, Dan, to trade running back Josh Jacobs. High news or not news? Not news. I mean, what are you going to get for a running back? Like, I mean, I, I don't like it's like Kareem Hunt uh, in Cleveland wants a trade, and the team says no. The reason is you can't get anything for a running back. Nobody's willing to pay for them. Uh, not news. I don't know if Josh Jacobs is in Josh McDaniels' long-term plans, but I would expect him to be on this year's team at least. Yeah, I, I think it's not news at all. And and when you look at it, Josh Jacobs is a really good football player. I think a lot of uh, people speculate that he won't be around long-term because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, but he's a hell of a football player. And I don't know that Josh McDaniels has had a running back like this in his coaching tenure, even when he was at the New England Patriots, that is talented as this young man. And I think he'll see that this year up close in person, and it'll add more value to Josh Jacobs in the future. And we talk about all the weapons that the Raiders have, and I think this is hot news just for the fact that Josh Jacobs injured last year a little bit, played through it. Let's see how he does in the contract year, DG. Let's see. Let's see how you, you yeah. handle stuff in the big year where you can get your money, and let's see if it's worth it. We'll see. Right. Hey, hey, Dan, has the has Josh McDaniels had a back as talented as, as, Josh, as Josh Jacobs in New England when, since he, when he was there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I know Josh he had a, a mix. Player. I know he had a handful of guys here and there, but not, not like every that. down not like bell cow type guy. Not like right. that. But is that how he's going to use him? That, that I guess that's the question, yeah. right? Like, is that how he sees him, and does he think that's a good idea, period, no matter who the back is? Yeah. Last but not least, the NFL wants referees to focus on illegal contact fouls more this season, Dan. Is that hot news or not news? I think I'm going to go with not news because there's always like this point of emphasis in the preseason and it'll get called way too much this week and everybody will flip out mm-hmm. and then and then they'll kind of dial it back. But fundamentally, those calls were way down last year from where they were the, the couple years before that. So this is offensive coaches pushing back and saying, hey, this is a rule that's on the books. It's not being enforced. We need to enforce it more. I, I doubt that we'll see a significant difference big picture. And we're, and we're talking about illegal contact five yards and beyond. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, that's right. That's not news, man. They're going to grab, they're going to hold, they're going to do what they're supposed to do to try to stop you from catching the damn football. And anybody complaining in this day and age in passing game football and national football, yeah. they have been shaming themselves. You can just, you can run around. <laughs> really? You can run around. And, man, you can run around. All these dudes be running around, nobody touching them. I'm like, I get into conversations with these young receivers all the time, like, oh, man. I'm like, nobody's – you're playing flag football. We're crying out loud. <laughs> oh, I got nothing to add for yeah. <laughs> that. Right that, that's more hot news than not news. Keyshawn having these conversations and guys complaining about getting held in Keyshawn. Like, dude, you didn't play when I played. This is nothing compared to what I had to deal with when I was a member in the NFL back A dude then. runs off the line of scrimmage and catches a 20-yard pass, and everybody goes, what a great route. <laughs>
What route? He just ran down the field with nobody touching him. Get off my lawn. Yes. Clint Eastwood known as Keyshawn Johnson, but he's Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. Hit him on Twitter. Oh, what a great route. He was wide open. Really? Dan, you always run great routes, my friend. It was a pleasure, brother. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) My goodness. Keyshawn J. Will and Max at ESPN Radio. And Key and Jay. They've mentioned it about when it comes to Kevin Durant wanting out, of when it comes to being traded by the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to tell you the one thing that both of those guys have missed. That's at the Sports Center. Is Alan Yates in a one and two playing a little genuine pony? Let's do this. So I'm Keyshawn just a Max. <laughs> well done. Let's but do it. On ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as Let's EMP and News with Jay Will and also Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman. You guys talked about this. We talked about it all morning long. For those who have missed it, if you have, where have you been? Kevin Durant had a chance to meet with Joe Sy in London, reiterated the plans that he wants to be out of Brooklyn, wants to be traded. But he also says, also said that it's got to be me or Steve Nash, the coach, or Sean Marsh, general manager. If you want me to stay, both of those guys have to go. And, guys, you both talked about back and forth. It was a great conversation involving Kevin Durant and what he wants and what he's looking for and what can the Brooklyn Nets do. And, Jay, you mentioned LeBron James in terms of that comparison. So did Keyshawn. Here's the one thing that – this is just me spitballing. You guys can weigh in on this. He wants what LeBron James has, but he's never going to get it. And what I mean by that is he wants to be heard and not tolerated. And he believes he's earned the right with the Brooklyn Nets to be heard and not tolerated, even though they, to your point, Jay, they move heaven and earth to make sure that Kevin Durant is going to be satisfied and be heard regarding the future and what this franchise is going to be. So, Freddie, that, that's my thing. Like they, they've heard him from the beginning. Like, so this has been built with him co-signing or having a strong say in everything that's gotten to this point. And I understand that things can quickly change. But what I'm trying to tell people is if I were Joe Sy, I hear what Kevin Durant has said to me. I understand there's an ultimatum out there that has gotten leaked to the press. Wonder how. About it's <laughs> either me or Steve Nash and Sean Marks. And what I'm saying to Kevin Durant if I were Joe Sy is – it's the Brooklyn Nets franchise. That's who I'm choosing. And I think that's what Josiah's tweet was about. And whatever in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets franchise, I'm going to do that. And in my opinion, that's to keep Kevin Durant. And if Kevin Durant, if you don't want to play, if you want to go through training camp and not play, then we're going to have to deal with that with Adam Silver. But the only way I'm going to move Kevin Durant is if I get equivalent assets in return or more for KD. I'm not taking less than what the best player in basketball is worth now in the game. He's the best player in basketball. I'm not taking less for KD. I can't do it. It's not a good business decision, Keith. Explain to me, you keep keep mentioning Adam Silver getting involved. Like, explain to me, because I don't – know how Adam Silver could get involved to a degree to make Kevin Durant play for a team that he doesn't want to play for that has a coach and a general manager that's still there. Explain to me how that could happen. Like, how could that take place? What, well, I'm what saying, is it that Adam Silver is going to do? I'm not saying he's going to be able to do anything, but Adam Silver is going to end up commentating on this because he already has done it once, and it was pretty awkward. Oh, about yeah. It, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and my thing is, if it's going to get to a point, it's going to be bad for basketball. It's going to be bad for basketball. You can best believe Adam Silver is going to be asked about it nonstop. Yeah, and if he, any, 
if anything, Key, I think what this does, if it prolongs, it creates more issues for players in the league. We've already talked about the NBA looking at the new CBA coming up and saying, hey, all this stuff about players just forcing their way out of situations and, you know, with no consequences and signing long-term deals and then forcing their way out. The league has already been, you know, putting people on blast. But we're going to talk about changes. This just escalates that even more. No, I understand. I understand that they will look at some of the bylaws and the collective bargaining agreement moving forward based on protecting themselves as a franchise. I just don't see how if you are the Brooklyn Nets and you are Joe Sire or just let's just say the Brooklyn Nets, how do you not move on from Kevin Durant, especially given the fact that you're not willing to fire both individuals that he allegedly has asked for you to fire? I don't know how you don't move on from because if you're saying to me, that I'm not going to fire those two individuals, but you still got to play for those two individuals and be a part of this team. I, I don't understand how you serve, how you're going to be best served given the fact that you got a player who doesn't want to be there, who doesn't want to be with the two individuals that you still have on staff. Like, how is that going to transpire to anything good whatsoever? But that's why, Key, I said this is a negotiation. So I will come to the table and say, hey, look, Steve Nash, I think he's the answer. Tell me who else is a better answer for you. And then have you give me – yeah, have you give so me So you're resumes? doing that all over again. Well, no, I would do that because I, I think a lot of people, including myself, and I love Steve Nash, have questioned how competent Steve Nash is considering this is his first head coaching experience. I understand. And expectations are to win a championship. So we've talked about that over the last two years, even though I would also say it's been hard because Steve Nash has never had a team at full strength. But if you're giving me that ultimatum, ultimatum, I might be willing to find middle ground as it relates to Steve Nash. I'm not giving you any middle ground with Sean Marks. Sean Marks is but, off the table for me. So I might be willing to compromise there with Steve. But he asked you for both. But that's what I'm saying. You can't. You can ask for anything A negotiation you want, key is when it. we walk away and everybody's somewhat unsatisfied. Like yeah, I'm, but, uh, You're but, not going to just win a complete negotiation. We have to meet in the middle here. But part of the, but part of the problem, though, is the fact that Kevin Durant asked for both. Okay, let's assume that they say, you know what, Steve Nash. Let's just assume Steve says, you know what, man, I don't need to be a part of this. I'm getting ready to step down. I don't want to. I don't have time for this. I'm a professional. I've won a championship, gold medal. I'm out of here. My career is more important. I'm gone. You now asking Kevin Durant to still be in the same building with a guy that they, he asked to be fired. You don't have to see Sean Marks. You don't have to interact with Sean Marks. It doesn't. It doesn't matter whether you got to interact with him or not. They still in the same building. So you. What does that do with Sean, What is Sean Marks going to do? Not come around? Sean Marks has to... now got to make some. Sean Marks has now got to make some personnel oh. decisions. Oh. And if Kevin Durant is in on all of that, he's got to communicate with him. Jay, if Kevin, if you're giving Kevin Durant autonomy, basically to run, I'm not. But you are. I'm not. By getting I'm let, not. by firing Steve Nash, I'm, you no, are. I'm not. By I'm, coming I'm, to Kevin, I'm not. I'm making I, a – hey, by the way, Key, just because I come to you and I talk to you doesn't mean I have to do what you advise. I'm, I'm receiving your feedback. No, right? but like, wait. Hold on, though, Jay. So if, 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 if Kevin Durant is telling you to fire somebody and you ultimately fire that individual and then you ask Kevin Durant, who do you want? And Kevin Durant says, I want Jay Will to coach the team. And you go and you hire Jay Will. Is that not giving him 
any control? No, Keith, Keith, I, I, I don't know why you're looking at it so obsolete in that way. Like, absolute. Like, it's, I can go to KD and be like, hey, look, me firing Sean Marks is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not okay. negotiable. Okay. I am willing to meet you middle ground if you can find me a better candidate for this team than Steve Nash. I found one. Jay Will. All right. Then let's all talk about that. And I might be willing to do that one. But I'm. I, but that doesn't mean that you have autonomy because I'm willing to meet you in the middle here. I'm willing to take your feedback and listen you just, to you. You just listened to me and you fired Steve Nash and you hired Jay Will. But I was already on the verge. But first off, we all have to agree on who we're hiring here. And See, so, you yeah. keep changing it, OBJ. But, but, but it's but, not so key. But, but it has to change. You, you, to, to Jay's point about middle ground, there's going to be that gray area that Kevin Durant doesn't want. But he may not have any choice. Because if you're going to ask for both, but you only get one, you can't, you can't just say that's it. That's where it gets murky with Kevin Durant wanting what he wants and the Brooklyn Nets not wanting to give him that. Either way, I'm sure Kyrie Irving saying, this is all not my fault today. I'm just trying to get up shots in Los Angeles, just trying to wait till the season starts and get my money. For the first time in a long time, this Brooklyn Nets headline is not my fault. We're going to discuss more about this well, in 20 Freddie, minutes. I have a question, when we, and I do want to talk about this, because I'm curious, okay. just to hear Key, like what he will be willing to take in return for Kevin Durant. Well, well, well he'll answer that question in 20 Freddie minutes. Freddie Cullen, Max that? Kellerman, and Alan Hunt. Jeez, that's a, <laughs> that, that's, that's a not even team. going to happen. It really, really is. We're going to come back to this and get Keyshawn's answer in 20 minutes on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Max Kellerman. But could we see a 2,000-yard running back this year in the NFL? Someone who's done that will answer that question next on ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live. Everywhere you are, download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 25 minutes away from finding out the expectations for the Philadelphia Eagles outside of people think they're going to win the NFC East. That's in 25 minutes here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Since so X and Channel 80 as well as ESPN2 with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie Coleman. A lot of people have one of two things outside of the quarterbacks in the National Football League. Number one, when it comes to running backs, what is Kareem Hunt going to get? 
But also another question, guys, Odo Beckham Jr., still without a team right now. Although the Buffalo Bills, especially Von Millikey, there's a courting. They's a courting. They put stuff out on social media. Von Miller said, how would you look in a Buffalo Bills uniform? And Odie, Odo Beckham Jr. responded, that would be fire. And all of a sudden, people start running rampant with that speculation. He even, Von Miller photoshopping it on Instagram with Odo Beckham Jr., the number three jersey. So a man without a team, a man without a contract, that does mean there's not interest in Odo Beckham Jr. where he's going to play next. No, I'm sure there's interest. I'm sure Brandon Bean took a look at it and whatnot and, you know, something to, to think about because you always want to add a, a premier weapon if you can. But the best landing spot is where he's already at, in Los Angeles, re-sign with the Rams when you get healthy. Once the once the uh, regular season starts and they're not on the hook for the guaranteed paragraph five, which is the base salary, they can sign him after game one and would be no issues at all, let him rehab, give him his money, and that pretty much is it. I don't see where it makes sense for him I don't know, we call it week 10 before he's really able to get going, be able to go and learn a system again in Buffalo, go through all that again on a new team, new quarterback. When you have a rapport with the Rams and the quarterback situation there, you kind of know everything. You already understand what it is. You want to ring with them. So, you know, might as well just re-sign back up with them and go from there. So, Key, it probably would be in his best interest to sign a one-year deal. He's not going to get a long-term contract, right? So you probably sign a one-year deal, and you want to play for a contender that puts you in a position to earn the maximum amount of money you can earn moving forward, right, in a contender. And I get the sexiness of Buffalo. I can get playing next to Diggs and Josh Allen and the way they play offensively. It's really intriguing. But I would agree with you on staying in L.A., Mostly for the part about the playbook, but also key about health, right? Playing in cold, frigid environments, coming off back-to-back ACL injuries. Mm. I do not wish that on anybody. <laughs> I, I really don't. And, and Key, I know we can talk about this, like having a knee injury myself. When you're in environments that are cold, waking up, the pains that you get from that, that you have to deal with that, I want to stay. That's a real thing, man. I don't care what anybody says. That's a real thing. When I'm in warm environments, my body feels good predominantly most of the time. So, like, I don't know how you don't factor that into putting yourself in the best possible position to maximize your earning potential, and your body has to feel its best as well. No question the geographic location of Buffalo is totally different than Los Angeles, somewhere that, you know, OBJ certainly uh, relishes being in Los Angeles because of Mm -hmm. everything – that goes on with the spotlight in L.A. and just it, it just fits him as a whole. I don't necessarily see him going to Buffalo at all, to be honest with you. I understand the relationship with Von Miller. When you are OBJ, players like that, other players are always recruiting when available. OBJ could be 45 years old and somebody be like, oh, come play for me because the relationship, because people like OBJ. The media – may not like his style, and there's individuals and people out there that may not like his style, mm-hmm. but as a whole, when you talk about football community, you talk about us as players, we mess with OBJ. We rock with OBJ. And so Von Miller certainly were recruiting a guy and saying, man, you can join us. Let's get going. But at the same time, Brandon Bean, along with Les Snead at the Rams and the general manager, one's in Buffalo, one's in L.A., they think of the same thing when it comes to money. You don't sign OBJ until the regular season 
starts because you don't want him to be on the opening day 53-man roster because his paragraph 5 becomes fully guaranteed. If anything were to happen to him, he would have a major setback. You're on the hook for that money. It's very hard now. What if you need to go and sign a tackle and OBJ is on a 53-man and you can't get that relief in the salary cap space because of that? But if he isn't on the 53-man at the start of the season and you sign him after the start of the season, from a business standpoint, you can manipulate that. You can cut him. You can bring him back. You can play all those games. And that's what coaches and front office people do when you see players signed after opening week. Otto Beckham Jr., and this one I thought about with you guys talking about this with his next destination. He's not going to be fully healthy until October from yeah. that injury that you guys talked about. And Jay will whether he's in Buffalo, Los Angeles, if he's in Buffalo, it's a lot colder up there than it was in New York when he played for the New York Giants. That's a different kind of cold. you got to try to rebound from the injury, especially that one again, Odell Beckham Jr. But can you mention something in terms of how the football community will mess more with Odell Beckham Jr. than the media? I wonder how much of that flipped sort of in his favor the way he acted with the Los Angeles Rams, where he was the model teammate. And he was playing like gangbusters. But he's always been the model team. I understand. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I said from the media standpoint. I'm talking about that you brought that up in terms of the media having that perception of Odell Beckham Jr. It seemed that flipped a little bit because of the way that what they saw in Los Angeles that other people had seen with the New York Giants, with the Cleveland Browns. I wonder how much of that kind of flipped in his favor because he wasn't worried about touches. He said, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure the Rams are a better football team. And he did that. Cooper Cup was doing his thing. But Odell Beckham Jr., the first part of the Super Bowl, he was ready to have a big-time Super Bowl in Los Angeles. And I wonder how much of that has kind of made people say, you know what, he's a guy we can go after and maybe take that chance even if we only get him in the middle of the year because of what he was able to do with the Los Angeles Rams and make him a Super Bowl team before he saw that torn ACL in the Super Bowl versus the Bengals. Well, here, and here's a note to you. It's always been that way in the NFL. Everybody's always – got to remember – the only person that didn't want OBJ, he's no longer a New York Giants general manager. Dave he's Gettleman. not there anymore. He's gone. Gettleman's gone. He was the only one that didn't want OBJ, right? Now when you go to Cleveland's situation, he tried to make that work. He tried to make it work. In the end, it ran its course. It was Baker Mayfield. So now OBJ says, okay, man, I ain't got time for this. The Rams stepped in. The Green Bay Packers tried to step in. There was other teams that tried to step in to acquire his services. So out of the 32 teams in the National Football League, there was only one team that didn't really want him, and that was that general manager more so than it was his teammates. So other teams around the league and general managers around the league would sign him up yesterday if they could. But because he was under contract, because it was going to take trades and all sorts of stuff, the only viable place that he went was the one that traded for him or, or signed him when he was released, which was the Los Angeles Rams. Because if you remember, the Green Bay Packers were trying to get him as well. Sure. So he has plenty of landing spots. Hell, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be interested in him. I would make There's going to be I'd a make ton of teams. Yeah. That would be interested in him if he was healthy. To me, Freddie, I, I just love the, the leverage play, right? I, uh, just just a little thing on social media, mm-hmm. how I would look in the Buffalo Bills uniform. Hey, just get people talking about it. You mentioned, Jay, now, it's about, about it. negotiating yeah, and negotiating your brand. It's exactly what you mentioned about Kevin Durant. It's the same thing Odell Beckham Jr. About it's negotiating. All day. And, and Von Miller's helping that negotiation. Von Miller's like, look, we get a guy like this, Stephon Diggs and Gabriel – 
Even if we get him in October for 10 games, you can't tell me he won't be enough of a difference maker, even with a new playbook. We can just design plays for him to get him the football and make us a better football team and make Josh Allen a better quarterback. Next text, Freddie. Hey, Ezekiel, uh, how would I look in a, in a Cowboys uniform? Yeah, post that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's have some fun with that one, too. Well, what up, Beckham Jr.? A lot of things. Stupid is not one of them. He's never been a dumb person. He's done and said some dumb things, no doubt. But he's not a dumb person. He knows his value, especially in the NFL, where more than ever before, you get a guy like him fully healthy, everybody feels better, your quarterback feels better. If you're the Buffalo Bills, you get a guy like that, he could be that piece where they can put you over Kansas City and other teams AFC and get to a Super Bowl. Is Kevin Durant really worth the trouble now? Along Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams, I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Keyshawn, Jay Williams, Max, and this is ESPN Radio in ESPN2. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.